Lyra. Thanks, Elena. On this edition of League One Fun, we are talking to Lansing Ignite players Elma Nafour, Tumi Moshibani, and Nick Moon. Here's me talking to those three. I'm here with Lansing Ignite attacker Elma Nafour. Elma, thanks very much for coming on League One Fun. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit about uh, about your childhood. So you, you uh, were born in Cameroon. When did you come to the U.S.? And, uh, and, and I, know you, I know where you moved to, but can you let our listeners know where, uh, where you, you know, spent your formative years? Yeah, so as you mentioned, I was born in Cameroon, and I moved to the States when I was eight. Uh, and I stayed, and my family still stays in Frankfort, Kentucky. I uh, went to school down in Spartanburg Methodist College for two years. It was a JUCO, and then I transferred to Wingate in North Carolina, which is a Division two school. So when did you first have the idea that you might be uh, be good enough to play professional soccer? I mean, you know, you went to a D2 school, so, you know, a lot of players who go to D, uh, D1 schools might think that, but um, not as many who go to D2 schools. Uh, to, well, to be honest, I've always it's something that I, an idea that I had since I was younger. I always had the belief that I could make it happen. Now, when I started to actually, you know, realize that I could manifest it, I would say it was more towards my second year at my first school and on, just because my performance and my work ethic and everything started to kind of uh, ramp up a lot more than than it was before. So, you know, where, where did you play in your youth career before you went to college? Did you just play travel or did you play in the development academy? What was your kind of path to, uh, to getting to, uh, to school? Yeah, so I played a lot of travel and I played with a team in Louisville, Kentucky called United 1996 International. And, yeah, and, so and what, was, what was that like? I mean, did you play everywhere? Were you, you know, always the best player in the team or how did, did you play up? Like what was your, I guess, I'm trying to figure out what your development path was when you were in that kind of formative years and, uh, you know, call, call it middle school up until uh, you graduated. Yeah, so when I started out, I wasn't, uh, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily say the best player on every team that I was on. I just I have a very good, very strong work ethic. So I think that's what kind of carried me throughout the teams that I was on. But uh, I enjoy scoring, and I still enjoy scoring and celebrating with my boy Toomey. So uh, <laughs> that's something that kind of just helped me throughout whether the game was tough, whether it was easy. I just wanted to score the whole time. So uh, I think that kind of brought me from team to team and coach to coach just because I had that uh, instinct and that goal. So in your post-college career, um, you know, you you didn't play very much in 2018, but, you know, talk to me about your post-college career from the time you graduated a few years ago until um, until you got that call from, I, I don't even know, so who would have, who, who, well, just let us know who, who called you from, from Lansing and how you found out about the opportunity there. Yeah, so after I finished up at Wingate University, what uh, I actually got a job coaching uh, two girls teams, so I was I would be coaching with them, and then after that, just doing practicing on my own. Uh, I lived in Asheville, North Carolina, and I played in a men's league actually uh, with a team called Kvars. 
So pretty much that was. So that was that that, that was, was a U twenty three team. That wasn't NPSL or anything. It was just a regular everyday men's like people can walk no, on and it, play. Exactly. It was just like a Sunday league, and I still remember it being that guy at most of the games to wear like a GPS vest to track my fitness and. Because I, I still knew the dream was alive. I still knew I could make it happen. It was just, this was a hurdle that I had to jump through. And I looked up several open tryouts. I went to a tryout in Nashville. I didn't make it there. Went to a tryout in Louisville, Kentucky for Louisville City. Didn't make it there. And then finally I went to Charlotte Independence uh, to their open tryout. And I was picked. And I came in for preseason, spent about a month and some days with them. And they, after that time, which I did very well there, they told me that they had already signed too many forwards and couldn't, and they weren't able to sign me. Uh, so I had a meeting with the coaching staff, and I pretty much told them, look, I've spent preseason with you all, and I don't really have any other options. So if you could just reach out to anybody, anybody, I would gladly go for a trial for anything. And so that's how I was connected with, uh, Nate and he gave me a call and uh, next thing I knew I was coming up to Lansing for a trial yeah so so I read somewhere that you uh, you basically drove 12 hours straight was that was that right yes oh, yeah that's definitely yes. commitment and hard work um, so so what was the, what's the was the difference like be you know starting to play with Lansing compared to your preseason with with Charlotte this past year well I would I would say once you get in the flow of things, it's uh, you kind of get get in the rhythm and things tend to, I wouldn't say come easier, but you're, you're more accustomed to what's going on. At first, playing in preseason with Charlotte, it was almost that like every, every day nervousness of, oh, is this when I'm going to get cut? Is this when they're going to sign me? Not really knowing. As opposed to now, I can not worry about whether I'm going to make the team or not, and worry more about my performance day in and day out. So I would say that's the biggest difference between preseason with Charlotte and actually playing here. Cool. So, you know, you said you're an attacker, you like to score. So do you think that you need to play on a team that, that tends to be more high-pressing? Or, like, you know, what what's your role within the Lansing system, which is – relatively unique quite frankly within within USL League 1 you're one of the very few i can really only think of two that are regularly pressing kind of teams to be quite honest with you i will play in almost about any system on earth as long as i am on the field i am a player that i'm very adaptable i enjoy playing with my back to goal so playing in a team that presses a lot fits me well because I always want to have the ball back and then being surrounded by creative players attacking minded players it allows me to do my job very well and highlight their uh, roles as well so I just hold up the ball and lay it off to Tumi and Rafa they do the rest so yeah yeah and so far this year obviously you've had uh you know four goals two assists so far in 16 games for not, not to mention a few goals in the US Open Cup as well. But let, let's go back to that scary moment in the US Open Cup this year against Indy 11 when you went up against their goakeeper and um uh and and there was a 
suspicion that you had a concussion and you had to go through the whole concussion protocol. Tell us about that experience and how you handled the mental aspects of not being able to play because of, you know, this injury that was just, you know, happenstance basically. Well, that, I think the toughest part about that injury and that game in general was when I was being stretchered off, to be quite honest, I didn't remember much of the hit, but I, when I was being stretchered off, I heard my mom's voice. And that was probably one of the, the worst things that happened to me, believe it or not, throughout that night. Uh, I didn't mind the injury as much as knowing that my mom was there and the fact that she was going to be worrying about it. But right when we got to the hospital, everything was honestly fine. I was having a good time with my family. They were making me laugh. And, you know, there were some videos that I posted about uh, of me in the hospital, just kind of trying to find the positive in that negative moment. And uh, my teammates were extremely supportive. I mean, Jeremy, our GM, sat with me till, oh, my goodness, till about 2 o'clock in the morning and then drove me back to Lansing. And we got back at 4 a.m. So, or like super early, I guess. Oh, wow. Yeah, we got back super early. Yeah, so for him to go through all that for me, for the club to do all that for me, for my teammates to be there for me, and even my family to be there, it made that moment a lot easier to take in. Now, once I was cleared and was able to get back into the swing of things, it was just, you know, uh, getting back up to speed. Because uh, with this team, especially, if you miss even – an hour of practice, you feel so far behind because, I mean, you're surrounded by quality players. So uh, I had to have some catching up to do. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. So so I had two questions in talking about uh, Coach, Coach Miller's system of, of high pressing. It seemed to have taken the team a, a little while, if, uh, you know, a month or two to kind of gel into a very cohesive system. But once you guys did, and that seemed to click back in the early summer, you know, you guys have gone on a, a pretty amazing run. The last loss you guys had was at the end of June. You guys now have a six-game, I think it is, winning streak. Um, you know, what what did you guys do to form that, that chemistry that you needed to make the system so effective? I mean, I think, I think with any new system, especially with a, a varied group of guys like we have, it always takes some time to finally, you know, get it to click and gel. But we're just, we're a very close group. And I know you probably hear that from almost about anyone on any team. But to be quite honest, this group of guys is one of the closest in terms of being on a team that I've ever been with. I mean, uh, not only the fact that we work together, do we spend time together, but even away from the field, sometimes it's too much. I mean, sometimes it's too much. <laughs> But just having that relationship off the field, even on the field, and just being willing to work for each other, I think that's something that has really uh, helped us out to find success in what Coach Nate wants us to do. So and what kind of activities do you guys do to bond as a team? I mean, is it, is it team bonding activities oh that Nate and Jeremy set up, or is it just stuff that, that you guys do as a team uh, off the field? How does, how does that bonding take place? Oh, I mean, it's not really what Nate and Jeremy set up. It's just mainly on us. Like a lot of the guys, some of them like going hiking, kayaking, all this crazy stuff. Me personally, I'm not into all that. I like to uh, 
for example, Mike, uh, myself, Steph, we, and uh, Kyle, we like to meet up and just have this discussion on certain books and stuff like that. It doesn't sound very exhilarating, but it is for us. And <laughs> that's just one way that we like to bond. That's not but, fun talking. I mean, so, every now and then, you know, go out, raise the roof a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, especially after uh, beating North Texas four to one as well, right? Um, so, <laughs> so tell me, um, that last question: Who's the best dressed player on Lansing Ignite, and why is it you? <laughs> Who's the best dressed player, and why is it me? <laughs> huh. I would, you know, usually I would say me because I like to think I'm a snazzy dresser. Oh, I've but I've seen I've, I've seen photos, man. You you definitely are. You've seen photos? I have, yeah. I mean, we have some pretty good dressers. I would say it's a tie between Kyle and Celso. Ooh! All right, I'll, yes. have, to, I'll have to get, I'll have to Instagram those guys and and take a look. Yeah, Celso, he's very young, and he's just got the everything looks fitted on him. It looks like <laughs> tailor made, but Kyle, Kyle just has a unique sense of fashion that not a lot of people would understand but it's out of the box and i love it well thanks very much uh, that's elma and four of lansing ignite elma thanks very much for coming on league one fun oh my pleasure thank you for having me i'm here with lansing ignite attacking midfielder tumi moshibane tumi thanks very much for coming on league one fun thank you it's my pleasure to be on your show so tell me a little bit about your path and how you ended up on uh, on Lansing Ignite during their inaugural year. I I got to the U.S. Uh, 2015 and I was uh, basically going to school uh, in near Chicago area, Bourbonnais, uh, at a school called Olivet Nazarene. And from there, uh, my coach, he knew Nate Miller. And I think it's two, two, two summers ago, where it was while well, it was still Lansing United. That's when uh, my coach like came up to me and like, uh, I have this uh, guy uh, which is referring to Nate Miller. He, I think you'd like to play for him. And I came here two summers ago playing for Lansing United. And from there, I, I had a great season with coach uh, Nate Miller. And then I went back to my college, finished uh, playing uh, th- uh, three seasons there. And then Nate, who, as soon as they started the, the team, he contacted me and like, told me that uh, he'd love me to come onto the team. And I agreed to because I had a good relationship with him. That's, that, that's fantastic. And uh, so, so you played, what, was, that in, um, was that an NPSL team? Or, uh, yeah, the NPSL team. NPSL, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's great. So in 22 appearances, you have 10 goals. Uh, you know, as an attacking midfielder, you lead the team. Um, you, you have, you know, a few assists as well. Um, you know, not, not as many, obviously, as Rafa Mensigan. But, you know, t- talk yeah. to me about finding space. So one of the things that besides pressing, which you guys obviously are very good at, and I, I spoke to Elma just a moment, moment ago about, talk to me about, you know, how do you find the space after you guys win the ball in order to be able to, you know, take those chances that you obviously have done so efficiently this year? I mean, to be honest, uh, everyone on the team has like a specific role, you know, and my role is to basically, you know, kind of uh, 
find those gaps, you know, in between the the defense and the the holding hold and their holding mid. So the better I do that job, it, it kind of like frees up, you know. If either they come to me, if not, it frees up other players. If the other if the team is on top of other players, then that frees me up and. I try like to stay around the box as close as possible to you know the goal and and like take my chances from there. Also, that's great. Yeah. And uh, so, so this was a question I asked Alma uh, as well. But um, you know, when when you know you're how do you guys bond as a team? Because one of the things that that we've noticed is you know certainly in a system as complex as the pressing system that Lansing has. It seems to have taken some time to kind of get everyone up to speed. But once you guys started to hit your form in the early summer, um, you know, you guys have really, uh, you know, been on quite a run here over the last couple of months. You know, how how did that chemistry take place? What kinds of things did, did uh, Coach Miller work with you on in order to get you guys into such a cohesive team? Uh, to be honest, I mean, he, well, at the start of the season, he just told us, like, uh, principles and like the fundamentals of you know the culture that he's looking towards and like it started off like we had started off very good uh we kind of like uh we followed the you know his system and even though things weren't working out to our plan he, he kept like ins- like encouraging us to to stick to the to the plan and he was like even though we don't personally see it like in results but like day by day things are uh are actually improving and also, us personally, we off the field. I'd say the way we spend time is like when we do recovery sessions, like after practice, we probably like go as a group to like a pool. Uh, like there's a complex near us that has like a pool, has a hot tub, has sauna. It even has like a ping pong uh, table where we just hang out together and we just you know play uh, ping pong, go to the pool, stretch. We go to the hot tub, chill, and we just keep ourselves together. So, last question. Obviously, this past weekend you had one heck of a game, seven goal thriller. Uh, you score in the 90th minute. Uh, this was a uh, Lansing Ignite four, Chattanooga Red Wolves three match at home in front of your home crowd. Everyone thought maybe Chattanooga was going to hold on for a draw. They were sitting back after um, after Zagoro got a red card for violent conduct. Um, you know, talk to talk to us about breaking down that kind of compact defense. And you know, did you have anything? I mean, you probably weren't actually thinking, but uh, you know, tell us about the the goal and what you guys were trying to do those last couple of minutes of the game when you were really pressing for that winner at the end of the match on Saturday night. Yeah, as soon as as soon as they got the red card, uh, our coach actually because we started playing like we we left a little desperate and like our coach like literally told us to get together like just just keep stick, stick to our fundamentals, move that ball around, keep moving it like a chance will come. And I guess the team as a team we did like a great job just being patient, not actually you know forcing forcing the attacks when you know when we. When we're under pressure, we kept kept the ball, kept it moving, and and as they say, like uh, you got to play till you know the last whistle. And uh, I saw that opportunity where as soon as my intention was, as soon as I get the ball, I turn and I serve it into the box to get something after that clearance from the corner. But then I saw Rafa in the house space, and as soon as I played him, he laid a beautiful ball, and I just saw like acres of space in front of me, 
and then I didn't think twice. I just was, I'm taking this first time, and I, luckily it, it it paid off, and it was a great great uh, goal, and credit goes to the team too for also sticking in. Yeah, the the, cele- the celebration afterward looked great. Well, that that's wonderful. I really appreciate it. I that was Tumi Moshabane, a attacking midfielder for Lansing Ignite. Uh, Tumi, thanks very much for coming on League One Fun. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. I'm here with Nick Moon from Lansing Ignite. He has five goals and four assists in 21 games this year. You know, Nick. I was on with Elma and Toomey recently, and I knew what positions they played, but the team has you listed as a defender. I don't see you as a defender very often. So, you know, where do you think you play and fit into uh, to Lansing's system? Uh, well, earlier in the season, we were playing sort of like a five-back with wing-backs, and it, it kind of changed into a four-back with me pushing up up the wing when we have possession, and then when we lose the or when we lose the ball, then I I move back and it's basically a four back. So it's it it all depends on who's got the ball and and where we are on the field and stuff like that. Yeah, fair enough. So you were found in an open tryout, if uh, if I have my facts straight. You know, tell us about your journey to Lansing and how you ended up playing professional soccer. Uh yeah. So I there was a few months there where I was just training. I trained with the uh, indoor team in Milwaukee, the Wave, and I was just trying to stay fit for a while. And then I went down to Chicago and was training in Bridges, and that's when Nate saw me and invited me down, and it kind of just worked out. Um, I found my agent there, and then he he kind of helped me more with that, and then just went down to Lansing for the weekend. Uh, got the nod after the, the trial, and then here we are. So, have you always played as a as a as a wing back or or as a as a defensive back, or what? You know, was that something that you kind of fit into what Nate wanted to do? So he asked you to play there. Like, what what was your progression wise in terms of your you know positioning on the field and what kind of player you are now? <laughs> I I have not played. I played right back at Milwaukee for probably four games in my career, and then other than those four games, I played either side of the winger or a nine. Um, and they told me he wanted me as a wing back or like an outside back. So I just kind of had to adjust to it. And I mean, he helped me a lot with uh, learning how to, how to play it more and more as we got into the season and stuff like that. You kind of just learn as you go. So one thing that I think a lot of players kind of are shocked by a little bit, like when when you look at some other teams that have a lot of recent college graduates, they're not used to the length of the season. So something that you just said there really, you know, hit home with me is talk to me about how the this very long season with less games but but long much longer season is compared to say a college season, which is, you know, basically two and a half months long. You're playing games, you know, two or three games a week at least. Yeah, I mean, it is it is a long season, but it is a lot more rest in between games. Uh, like in college, you're playing Thursday, Saturday games or Thursday, Sunday games or whatever it was, and you have no time in between. And it's basically, if you're a starter, you're just on the training field. All you're doing is recovery, it seems like. So it, it is pretty different, and I, I do enjoy the, the longer season a lot more. 
So talk to talk to us about the cadence of your of your week. So you know you have a game say on Friday or Saturday. Um, you, you know when you come off of a game, do you guys get a day off or do you guys do a recovery session the, the day after a game and then have a day off? Like talk to us about the cadence of your week from a player's perspective. Yeah, so uh, I'll just base it kind of off this week. So we have the the game Saturday night. Um, some we always have Sunday off, I would say, after a Saturday game. And then it just kind of depends on when our next game is. Um, we have the full week and then play again Saturday. So we we got the day off on Monday. Um, and then today was basically jumping back into just a normal week. We do like a strength day. But um, Mondays or yesterday we did have a lift and like a recovery jog. So it it was it's kind of normal if we don't have training we do something but if we do training then it's just recovery day uh how much work do you do um on worrying about your opponent for the next match to make little tactical adjustments for like you know when you should step versus you know say when when one of the midfielders should step in front of you um and you know the different the differences between you know a north texas and a greenville are pretty stark so um you know talk to us a little bit about your personal preparation for the challenge ahead of you um i mean some of those things just come naturally like during the games on who's stepping and stuff like that but uh we we do look at some like film and things like that each week for who we're trying to play. But most of the time it's just, we're just trying to play our game, do what we, we usually do. And then just as the game goes on, maybe make little adjustments that have and stuff that if Nate's seeing something that's, that needs to be fixed or something like that. <clears throat> so what, what do you do in your off time out of curiosity? Like what's your, what's your favorite thing to do? That's, you know, not too personal, obviously, but the, you know, do, do you have a favorite video game is a, you know, do you play a lot of FIFA? <laughs> you know, what, what do you do when you're not, when you're away from the pitch? Um, I mean, we, we've been lately, we've been playing a lot of, uh, we, we have a board game that we play here. I guess it's kind of like a board game and like a card game that we do. But yeah, I'm a I'm a big Fortnite player still. No, oh. I'm I'm into that. So yeah, my my uh, my, uh, my son stopped playing Fortnite because of you know players who were probably as good as you. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some some of the guys make fun of me because I'm a lot better than them. <laughs> Fair enough. So so if you score your next goal, are you going to do the uh, take the L celebration then from Fortnite or? <laughs> I can't take that from Elmo. <laughs> yeah, he already, he already did that one, right? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, you know, when when getting up into the attack, I mean, you, you have five goals, which, you know, for a right back is, you know, uh, quite, a, quite a few, which is one of the reasons why I wonder. I always am curious if you consider yourself more of a midfielder or, or, a, uh, or, or a back. Um, you know, f- five goals, pretty unusual for someone who, who plays your position is there anything special that you think you know happened where, where you got a few of those goals i know one or two were on set pieces but you know it's uh it, it's still quite an achievement for uh for, for basically you're a rookie right so it, it, that's you know really great stuff yeah i mean it's, it's i'm just trying to help the team in what ways i can some days it's more defending some days it just happens to be that my side is uh more open so I can attack more and stuff like that. Sometimes there's like other attacking players on the other team that I need to like stay back for and stuff like that, cover more for. 
So it just depends on what the game is, what, what needs to be done for me, and then what uh, our guys are doing too. So I'm going to talk about someone who, if you make it to the finals, you'll probably have to face on your side, and, and that's Arturo Rodriguez. So, you know, obviously one of the one of the more challenging players that you guys have faced. But you guys did a pretty good job shutting him down when they came up to your house a couple of weeks ago. Talk to me a little bit about how you guys did that, and, you know, you guys were able to limit them to one goal, which is uh, a feat within itself. Yeah, I mean, we've been growing as a team, getting better every week. Um, I think we're starting to finally find our, our best form, stuff like that. Um, it basically comes down to just us playing our game, I think. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we, we do see him later on. I don't know if it'll it'll be there, or if it would probably be there, but, yeah. Well, either well at the moment the way the standings are, they they've clinched home field. So for you, it's uh, you know you you guys need three more points pretty much to uh, guarantee that you get your first game home field. So um, you know yeah, great right. yeah great great luck with that uh, over the next couple of weeks. Nick, thanks so much for coming on League One Fun. Thanks for having me.